Yeah. Right there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. James, yeah. you're there, right? I'm here. What's up, Spike? What's up, Joe? How are you? I'm good. I mean, I'm sorry, James. <laughs> there you go. Joe and James. What's going on? It, it is an honor to be on with you both. You're so Bro, full of shit. I love it. No, yeah, the no. honor is all ours, man. The honor is no. all, all ours. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for coming on. I think James, uh, you know what? Let's introduce. James, go ahead and introduce Spike for the people who don't know him. Wait, are you already recording right now? Yeah, I'm recording because Spike's limited for time tonight. Oh, well, I, I think. Hey, and, and the best thing to do is to always is to just not edit anything out and always be recording. That's the sort Absolutely. of that, uh, that is that's my the MO, ethos man. we live by. Yeah, <laughs> we do I was the same gonna, thing. I was gonna, I'm gonna berate Joe for just like blasting out. You had no time, you know what I mean? So I'll yell at him. <laughs> get done. But um, hey, to. to to the listeners out there uh, who aren't familiar, all, all four of our listeners probably are listening to Spike, too. Um, we got the one and only Spike Eskin. Writes to Ricky Sanchez fame. Trust the process. Love the process. Start the process. Um, my man, 50 grand, Spike. Spike, how you doing, brother? Uh, I'm good. How are you guys doing? I'm watching the Sixers get blown out by the Wizards. Yeah, so me it's, too. Uh, it's exciting. <laughs> what is going on, man? <laughs> Uh, second second night of a back-to-back on the road. They only have four good players, and one of them is sitting out. So That's not um, really an excuse when they played this team last night. And the exact same team, and they blew them out. I don't know. I, 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 I mean, can we at least say this? The Wizards of the night beat what's supposed to be a quality Thunder team pretty handily yeah. in OKC. They, they have players. I'm, I'm, like, I'm watching them, and they have, like, they have, well, uh, obviously the Sixers have uh, better like top players, but I would say that the Wizards have actually more NBA players than the Sixers have. You know, like currently on the court right now, uh, Shake Milton and Furkan Korkmaz are playing for the Sixers. So, you know, um, every game's a little bit of a struggle. So that is absolutely fair. Uh, but Spike, we have you on to ask you some questions about. Well, I think specifically when I. We wanted to pick your brain first. I mean, I have a, I have a question for you. As like, I'm a long time RTRS listener, and you've been on the Super Flight twice, so it's good to talk to you again. Um, but I, I have a question for you. This, this, this is always in the back of my mind. Like you and Mike Levin ha- are are personally responsible for starting the process the trust the process the whole thing like you guys have become and you don't get enough credit for it really you don't but you guys have like your podcast has seeped into pop culture like everybody knows about the process joel Embiid took the nickname the process it's incredible what is that like for you um i don't know it uh when <laughs> when I, I would say last year maybe or the year before whenever they started chanting it at uh, Sixers games at the Wells Fargo Center when Embiid was out there. That was sort of wild. Um, but like at, at this point, now that the Sixers use it, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> it's, uh, I, you're, you're, we're, and, and you know, we're on constant, uh, a constant hunt for credit and attention. Yes. So uh, it is. It is sort of weird that uh, that it doesn't bother me that we don't really get 
the uh, the credit for that part of it that we we probably deserve. It's just funny that it's funny to me that like Embiid and the Sixers are both trying to trade or trust the plot process for merchandise, and we had wow. a T-shirt with it three years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so, so um, <clears throat> but Mike said, Mike said once. Um, he said something. It was in the the article that James Herbert wrote on CBS Sports. He was like, "If if I if somebody knows about the podcast and I act like it's not a big deal, it seems like I'm being modest." And he said, "But if they don't know about it and I tell them about it, it seems like I'm being insane. Like mm-hmm. like like that you're saying." So it sort of fits somewhere in between there. It's pretty neat that we had that much of an effect on everything, and uh, and I know there are people that have even told us that. They uh, they do podcasts because we did the podcast, which is um, which is pretty wild. So I'm I'm glad that um, that it all lasted. And Embiid has never given us public credit for giving him his nickname, even though <laughs> even though he took it like three days after we asked on Twitter if that should be his nickname. But it's all good. We're we're good with everything. We don't hold any grudges. <laughs> unless, <laughs> unless you're banning people from the pod, but go, go yeah, 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 yeah. We don't hold right. any grudges except for all the, the grudges we hold. For all the grudges, yeah. Yeah. So, Spike, I'm late to the party with the whole process thing. I didn't really start following you and paying attention probably probably to the playoffs last year. Um, and, you know, things got kind of contentious or whatever because Boston did win 4-1. Um, <laughs> man, hey, man, this is not rubbing it in or anything. Um, yeah. But I, I was really impressed, uh, you know, by how candid and how – you know, because on Twitter, when we're talking sports and games are on, people can get into it. And, you know, hey, we're all fans of the game. We're fans of our team. But yeah. um, I've, I've been very impressed by how candid and how, like, you can you take things very logically. And your takes can be even – I guess some people might even think you skew negative because you take – I think you take them very matter-of-factly. And I'm, it's very impressive because – you know, online, everybody talking, talking shit, and you troll a little bit, but you're 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 very knowledgeable and very matter of fact on your podcast. So, I guess my question to you, and I, I, you know, people who know you and follow you forever, they probably know the story. When did you first fall in love with Philly basketball? Well, so Philly basketball different. Um, like basketball in general, it was high school. It was the the ninety. So I'm 42. So it was the 90s Knicks teams. Uh, my my favorite like uh, my favorite athlete of all time is John Starks. And I actually um, like it was I had friends in high school. Uh, one specifically, uh, I'm friends with him to this day. His name is Smoke, and Smoke was an enormous Bulls fan. Uh, and like his Bulls fandom at the time. Uh, made me notice the Knicks. I guess I'd grown up like liking the Sixers and whatever, uh, Barkley era or whatever, but I really, really, really like that Knicks team. I, I think I would say that I like that team better than I've let any, liked any sports team ever. Um, and it was that team that uh, Oakley, uh, you know, from Derek Harper and Rolando Blackman and the Anthony yeah, Anthony Mason, and then it, like sort of moved into Chris Childs, Charlie Ward, Greg Anthony, um, but always, uh, and then Latrell Sprewell and Alan Houston and all those like that era from the beginning of the Ewing Starks era to the um, that end. It was probably the end of it was um, was that finals appearance and that strike year against the Spurs where they got swept. Um, that was my I loved that team, and then. I would say the Sixers specifically, it's funny because I didn't really like 
the Iverson Sixers. I was a when he got drafted, I was at Syracuse and that was when John Wallace got drafted to the Knicks. So that and there was another connection. So I didn't really, really fall in love with the Sixers themselves until oddly enough, uh, it was see, I was probably about thirty one so it was the the Eddie Jordan year, uh, the year they got <laughs> coached by Eddie Jordan. I wow. uh, I was I was working for a rock radio station and uh, I asked for a WYSP which I used to listen to on the day. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Rest in peace. Yeah. And I, I asked for a I asked for a one game pass to the Sixers and they gave me a season credential which I didn't ask for and I ended up going to I think like 35 or 36 of the 41 home games and I wow. started like I I did a started a basketball blog that nobody ever read that is still floating out there on the internet and that was the um, that was the beginning, oddly enough, just an awful season, one of the worst seasons of basketball I've ever seen. But that was the, like the turning point for me to, uh, to come back home to a, a team, to the Sixers, actually. What was yeah. the name of that? What, two more quick questions. What was the name of that blog? You remember? Uh, so it's on, uh, I forget what the platform was, but it was called, they gave me a press pass. So if you if you search my name and I forget what what blog, uh, I don't think it was WordPress, maybe it was Blogspot. Mm. Uh, if, if you search my name, it's up there. And I would write you could tell that I read Bill Simmons because every like game log that I that I wrote, every game story I wrote was like a minute by minute sarcastic game log of the of the game that I was watching. Um, and trying to be funny, so you could you could certainly tell who I was influenced by at the time. So, but it's out there somewhere. Bill Simmons used to be so good. He, he turned to be, such yeah. such a douche nozzle now. Yeah, it's tough, man. I I think um, I think his uh, his what he does, like like what he got famous for being a, like a fan writer, a really good writer and a fan writer. It gets really hard when you get, you get really big famous. Yeah. 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 And and people like all of a sudden you're doing a TV show with uh, Magic Johnson and um and you're doing a podcast four podcasts with Kevin Durant and all of a sudden like when people are giving you information and you, your passion for all of it I think changes and um and more people are paying attention to you and that homerism that made you made people love you the fact that you were a fan I don't think people are totally used to from a, a national person. So when he's being a, a Celtics Homer guy, or he's sort of like um, speaking half informed, whereas I can get away with that and you guys can get away with that. We How expect more from him. Yeah. It's a, it's a weird thing, but uh, I am. Oh, you mean with you guys being, well, we're all sort of half informed. How can we, you know, there's, there's 30 no you teams. Can, yeah. There's yeah. No way you can take all of this in. No, I, yes. For me, the, like you can tell the distinct difference happened when, like you said, when he went on TV, this is not about Bill Simmons, this podcast. I'm just, I want to make a point. You can tell the difference between when he had to start spreading himself way too thin and when he became a manager of a site, he's now a boss. And like, he talks in generalities, a lot more. He's not, he's not super yeah. fan writing anymore. And you can just tell the difference. He's not as tuned in to one thing. He's spreading himself out way too thin, but well, he's doing 30 podcasts, 30 you know, and yeah. he's, and, and he's, and he's, uh, he's managing a full staff of people and he's producing mm -hmm. documentaries and all that. And <laughs> I think, I think both, um, excuse me, I think both things can be true. I think everybody who's almost everybody who's doing a podcast now or writing about basketball was influenced uh, knowingly or unknowingly by him in some way, but I think, sure. yeah. I think, I think also it's possible to not 
enjoy him in the same way. But like I have, I have the book of basketball. I have two of them. I have the paperback and the hardback, and it's autographed. And I've got a book of basketball poster in my office. So even though, um, you know, he's he's probably as frustrating sometimes as he is enjoyable at this point. He was a major influence, I think, on anybody who does this. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And what he was, like you said, the everyman, the aw shucks kind of guy, it doesn't work when you're saying, oh, yeah, I was, and I was talking to Mike and I was talking to, you know, Hakeem. Yep. It doesn't work as well. And then he said stuff like the other day, I think you just said casually that Anthony Davis is the greatest power forward of all time. Right. And, you know what I mean? Like, come on, dude. You you like, get yeah. you get lost in the weave somewhere, you know. Like it's, <laughs> you begin to weave weave all these like narratives together, and I think you just get lost. Uh, well, I think but, I think that's possible to talk too much too. Like I, it's the I don't think the, so. the, 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 yeah. The, <laughs> the thing that's so hard about sports radio that nobody gives credit for is you're talking for twenty hours a week yeah. um, about the same thing, and I think you can get caught saying things that um, it used to be. If you did this twenty years ago, right? And people didn't have smartphones and, and immediate access to the internet. If you said something that was wrong, that the, there was no people couldn't check it, and they didn't. The, there was sort of a less um, less of a focus on on everything you saying being completely right. But now, if I say, um, I don't know, pick two rookies. If I say DeAndre Ayton's had a better rookie season than Jaron Jackson, right, just off mm-hmm. the top of my head. And somebody goes immediately can go to their phone, yep. check both of their plus minuses, their adjusted, their real plus minus, their PER. Yep. They go, no, actually, you're wrong. That didn't exist. Um, that didn't exist 20 years ago. So it's made whole. I think it's made that whole thing a lot harder and for Bill as well, for yeah. all of us. Absolutely. And think about this as well. If you're working a regular full time job, like there are times when you're just like uh, plugging away, you're, you're on autopilot and you know what you're doing. You're just trying to get the tasks done when you're spending that yeah. amount of time talking and trying to think of things to say, you're invariably going to say things that you didn't really, they just came to like, they came to the front of your head and they came out and you didn't really fully think it through. You just said it. Yeah. And then you have to go yeah. back and you're like, Oh shit. Did I actually say that? I know that just from yeah. doing this stupid podcast. Cause James catches me all yeah. the time. <laughs> but yeah, yeah it's, hey, it's so, you, know you bring up a good point there, Joe, because that know, this, is, this, this is, this is one reason I want to have Spike on because Spike, you made a, uh, you dropped a bombshell on me on one of your recent pods. And I want us to kind of, I want you to be able to, you know, spread that word here for the world. Um, you know, so the process isn't finished yet, but it's you, you guys definitely have took a huge leap forward with the trade for Jimmy Butler, right? I guess you both agree with that one. Um, uh, and I think, but well, no, I mean, no, you went no, from finish your thought, finish your thought. Yeah, uh, you went from two stars, two star young guys, and you bring in an established vet, and all signs point to you guys resigning him long term for 190 million dollars. Um, he's averaging about 18, five and three couple steals. He's shooting almost 40% from three as a sixer. Um, Simmons and Embiid are both thriving too. You know, Simmons is almost averaging a triple double and B's been a beast. I love that kid. He, he's my second favorite player. I think, you know, I'm a big Westbrook guy and I'm starting to sour on Westbrook. I don't even year. know how you can reconcile yeah. that in your own self. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey. Yeah. don't, don't, two, don't two kill my vibe. Opposites, but go ahead. Don't kill my vibe here. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so Butler, uh, I think Butler will be 30 in September. Um, he's already kind of got into it, allegedly, with Coach Brett Brown, even though him and Brown both downplay it. Uh, we know what he did in Minnesota. You know, you need me here. We know he went Hollywood kind of in Chicago once he got the big contract and they moved Rose. Um, 
Spike, right now I think they're going to be 19 and 8 since the arrival. No, I don't think that's right. I think I'm a little, no, yeah, 19 and 8 since his arrival. Well, he's only played 20. Tonight, yeah. Yeah. Right. And he's he's played twenty three of those games, but still they're gonna be nineteen and eight. Um they not like like Spike, you made a point, there's no real signature win so far. There's been a couple of bad losses. Uh so I guess my question to you is like so so what do you think so far of the Jimmy Butler era? And moving forward, what do you think Philly should do with Jimmy Butler? <laughs> so I you know, it's funny you mentioned that, like, that I seem logical to you on the podcast, but that makes me seem like a, um, within the, the community of people that listen, I would say there's a good deal of people that say that makes me seem negative all the time, and it makes me seem like, like they think I'm trolling. That's and like, you're from Philadelphia. I, I, <laughs> I, I never, I have never said anything on the podcast that I don't fully believe unless it's obvious that I'm kidding. Like, unless it's obvious that I'm, I'm being, um, facetious. facetious. So mm, yeah, yeah, like, 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 um, sometimes I'm kidding, but I'm, uh, like, it's obvious. I think everybody's in on the joke when that's the case. So we were talking last week and I told, I said that, and this was before the, the, uh, the story came out about him, uh, sort of blowing up at Brett Brown. I said that based on what I'd seen and based on, just watching him play and based on the contract that he would get that I would, I would look to trade him before the deadline and not have to pay him because I don't mm. think there's a world if they could give him three years, hundred million, I would do that in a second, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, the Kyle Lowry contract, but I don't think that's a realistic scenario. I think with all the cap space out there, somebody's going to offer him the four year deal. So you're going to have to offer him five. And, um, and I said that I, I just, when I projected ahead, the next five years, it does seem as if all of the consternation over how Ben Simmons has played and the 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 sort of rush schedule that he's now on is because Jimmy Butler is thirty, and and that they have to win now. And I think sort of the problem is while Jimmy Butler is good, he isn't that good. Like there's there's such a, an amazing difference if we say that James Harden is the third or fourth best player in the NBA <clears throat> and we say Jimmy Butler is say 16 15 the difference between 4 and 16 and 16 and 28 is way different like the, right. the, 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 the like the James Harden is three times as good as Jimmy Butler but Jimmy Butler isn't three times as good as Bradley Beal or whoever's 25 or who you know whoever's in there so the the, I, I just think the only way that you can pay a player that much for that long, knowing that the second half of the deal will be a disaster, because I think it will be, um, is if either he is the level of one of the top four guys, he's LeBron mm-hmm. or KD or Curry, or he's he is the final piece to going for a championship now. And I don't think he's either of those things. And I And I think that was compounded by the fact that Everyone wants to explain away from Brett Brown to Jimmy Butler to a bunch of fans what, like, uh, wasn't that big a deal that he raised a problem with the coach. But when you look back at exactly what happened with Fred Hoiberg, it started like this. It started like him saying he didn't like the offense and he wanted to run more pick and roll and Fred Hoiberg saying that he's he's happy that he, that that Butler feels like it was okay to express himself. Like, if you if you were just a, a neutral objective observer who had never who you explained all of this to, and then you told the, him that Butler just did what he did, 
you would be like, oh, well, that's going to be a disaster. And you look at some of his quotes from after he got traded, and he really sees the sort of uh, ball movement offense, shoot a lot of threes, move move the ball up and down the court, that offense, and what he wants to do as, as either-or scenarios. He is like, it is ISO and pick and roll, or it is you know, move the ball and, and dribble handoffs and, uh, and shoot a lot of threes. It's one or the other. And I, I just don't think he's good enough. I'm sorry. This is a long answer. I, I don't, he is good, but he is not good enough to be the focus of the offense and the best player on a championship team. And I think he thinks he is. And, and, and that is the, to me, that's the problem. I, I think the guy for that team for this team is, is Joel. And, um, I just, I think Butler will always be a pain in the ass. And as soon as he has, he had to do like one thing when he got here to get five years to 190 million. Just fit in. Yeah. Just fit in for, for four months. You'll I be was, fine. I was going to bring that yeah. up. You mentioned that on your podcast. You're like, all you had to do is be nice for five months, four months, however long it is. And he couldn't yeah. make it a month. A month. Yeah. It's, it's hilarious to it's me, dude, because but... yeah. your, your boy Mike loves him. Mike loves him. You're not disdained because I know you respect when he's on the court, but yeah, like the fact, like, just like you said, man, it's like I said the other day on Twitter, he's closer to uh, Michael Finley than Michael Jordan. And that's yeah, not an insult. Sure. But Michael, yeah. Michael Finley was really, really good. He was a good yeah. scorer. He was, you know, he tried on defense. So, yeah, I, I said that. And people were like, oh, well, he's way better defensively. That's fine. I said, but the point is, you wouldn't want to build your offense and, and just max out Michael Finley. Right. Unless you had to, you know, so I, yeah, I get it, man. It's, uh, well, so, I, would, I would say too, part of the reason why he's shooting and obviously this will even out, but part of the reason why he's shooting so well is that he's, he's not a ton of his threes, like to my eye, I'm not looking at the numbers here. It doesn't feel like they've been off the dribble threes. Like, like he gets it, as much as he feels like he is not getting what he wants. He's still scoring. 18, 19 points a game with the Sixers and their, their offense is good when he's on the court. So something must be okay. You know, I, I don't know that. Uh, and I, I want to see more pick and roll with him as everybody does, but I don't think it needs to be the number one thing that they're doing all the time. And I think he thinks that that's the case. Well, so. another component for this, for me is, is the whole Ben Simmons thing. Like, you know, like one of the guys that's been from your podcast, Kevin O'Connor, or when yeah. he was on, he was on with, um, uh, Jonathan Charks and Charks caused this whole ruckus about trading Ben Simmons immediately and saying that like Embiid and Butler are the guys you want to build. Like it was the most idiotic thing I've ever heard in my life. But the thing is he, because, because Jimmy Butler here is here, he has sped up the timeline and people are just not realizing that like, dude, Ben Simmons is 22 years old. He is, he is one of the most gifted basketball players in the entire league. And if you're gonna if you're gonna sign Jimmy Butler for four years or five years, and he's gonna take away any part of that, you're gonna you're gonna you know, leverage what Ben Simmons' future could be because I think if he and Embiid work it out together, they could be two of the biggest stars in the league, bar none. And if you're throwing Jimmy Butler into this mix, and I understand it, you know accelerating the timeline and all that, but if Jimmy Butler is gonna be a distraction and all of this, it's they're actually gonna end up thinking about like maybe we should trade. Ben Simmons, because he doesn't really fit with what we're doing. He can't shoot. It's not like he, he's going to get there. I think it was Michael Jordan didn't get 
uh, to the championship until his seventh year or something like that. Well, okay, okay. All right, all right. But I'm just okay. saying. I'm just okay. saying. I'm giving uh, an example. The, I'm the, saying, you know, the, he, the, I'm just saying. Yeah. But it doesn't. Just just my, my point is, my point is that it doesn't happen overnight. He's in his second full season. Like, give the kid a break, man. And and I, if and if he has and if Jimmy Butler's being here has people thinking about trading Ben Simmons, I think Jimmy Butler needs to go. Well, I I uh, I don't think what Sharp said was idiotic. I I, I if if they are going, to, I, I've said this before. If they're going to commit to Butler, there is a a very you're saying your window is the next two years, right? And there's a there's a very real possibility. And the thing I said about Simmons all the time is that if he it depends on what he wants to be. If he doesn't want to be the point guard, if if he wants to be sort of this like Swiss Army knife forward guy that is is setting screens and dunking and and all of that, playing some small ball five and all that, like that's then then he can fit in just fine. But I don't think that's what he wants. And I I like my he he was very very. Uh, direct in saying that he was a point guard the first year he's backed off that a little bit now and they've used him in different ways but i don't i I, there are a lot of factors going on there and we can talk about the fact that he's 22 from now until we're blue in the face but no he won't be 22 but but when i was (laughs) but i was 22 i and i wasn't a professional basketball player but the first thing i did when i walked into a gym was pick up a ball and shoot it and that's something he doesn't do Mm -hmm. so 22 or not 22 that's pretty crazy for a, a, your lead perimeter uh, creator to not shoot. So there, are, there are, I think there are a lot of factors that involve in that. But on the whole, I agree with you that if, if the – and I think that, that Ben and Joel have a lot of work to do together that they for haven't sure. done together. But uh, maybe which I'm I, saying I, that like, I think the ceiling between Ben and Joel is higher than the ceiling between Butler and Joel. Maybe that's Yeah, I would saying. agree with you. I would agree with you. I would agree with you. Now, what you would also have to do is say <clears throat> that the, the ceiling between Ben and jo- – the Butler and Joel plus whatever you would get for Ben. Um, like, you know, I, I don't I, – for a, a quick two-year run, I think that ceiling's higher. But again, I don't want to make this a, a two-year run right, with exactly. for Jimmy Butler. I don't, I don't think he's – he he is not the guy that I'm trading everyone for. You know, if you had gotten LeBron and LeBron came in and decided this guy fits doesn't fit or that guy doesn't fit, that's fine. Uh, but not for not for Jimmy Butler. Well, I know Spike. I know you're running low on time, but let me ask you this, like real quick: Would you would you trade Butler this season before they end up having to to sign him, or would you still try and like go all in and 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 get him for three or four years? Well, I don't. They're not going to get him for three or four years. I that I like. I, I think yeah. that's unrealistic. I, my my concern. I listened to Windhorst and Shelbourne the other day on their podcast, and they seem pretty intent on him, like wanting to be, wanting to have his team and being the guy and so on and so forth. And they don't have to trade him now, right? Like there's there's a month between. But I would call. Mm-hmm. I would any any team that that wanted him in the first place, whether it's Miami or Houston or New Orleans, I would call and see what I could get. Because uh, if if you call Miami and you're able to get Josh Richardson and salary filler and or an inspiring salary filler, that's a great player on a on a good contract. Ooh, Dion Waiters. How about, how about this? Yeah. Otto Porter yeah. and Sadaransky for Jimmy Butler. No, I look he here's look, I'm 
I, I will. <laughs> I, I won't say. I won't say that you can't trade Butler because you traded Covington and Sarge for him. I, I'm. I'm not. I'm. I'm not like that guy who's saying that you already spent this, so you have to keep it. But to trade Covington only to trade Butler for Covington at twice the price is a. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> is a a tough thing, man. Um, so. I don't know if I would do the the Porter thing. I I think he is a a final piece kind of guy at that number, and I I don't think he's the final piece. So that's fair. I just like this team is so depleted of talent. And we see it on a nightly basis when they give up leads in the fourth quarter, and they're yeah. you know they're they're playing an eight man rotation regularly, which is it's not the playoffs. You can't really do that right now. You need to yeah. give guys some run, and it's just like if 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 young guys aren't going to step up, and there's just not enough time left in the season to get any like Shamit had a great game last night and he's a really good shooter and I'm super happy he's on this team but if you're expecting some of your younger guys to give you any meaningful minutes in the playoffs this year it's just it's a yeah. pipe dream so yeah 20 25 minutes in the playoffs for Landry Shamit is not really a recipe for beating Boston or Toronto no. or TJ yeah. like TJ can't yeah. be playing that many minutes like I love him no. I love him but like god like yeah 20 minutes so let me ask let me ask. Let me ask both of you guys. What do you see as the realistic ceiling, the realistic best case scenario for this team this season? I think. That, I mean, I, I I wouldn't bet on it, but I don't think it's impossible that they wound up in the finals. I like. I, it's not. A, no, nobody in the East. I I was, at, at thus far, um, wrong about Boston. Like I said, Boston would. I said Boston would win 68 games and then beat Golden State. I think and you I still said think... we're fucked, is, if I remember correctly. <laughs> well, but but I do think in 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 like comparison to Boston, we're fucked. I, yeah. But I, I thought they were going to be... Now, if you look at, um, at at point differential, I think they have the second best point differential in the NBA. Like Best offense, best offense in the NBA since Marcus Mark became a starter. Yeah. They, they, yep. they, they will be better at the end of the year than they've been. And they're still only a game behind the Sixers. And everybody is constantly saying what's wrong with them. That's like the whole East except for Toronto. Everybody's saying what's wrong with them. And they all have good records. Um, but is it crazy to me that a team with Embiid and Simmons and Butler could like beat them? I don't, I don't think so. That's not crazy. I don't, I don't think it's likely, but I don't think it's crazy. I think... And and so much depends on matchup, right? Because in the first in the first round, if the Sixers are the three seed, they get to play Miami or Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And if they're if they wind up in the four seed, they might have to end up playing Indiana or Boston. And that's such a huge, you know, difference. It, it's the difference between being out in the first round and then or you know, or being out in the, or getting to the conference finals. So I think they could be anywhere from out in the first round to the conference final or to the finals, depending on who they end up playing. I'll, I'll say this. This team under Brett Brown usually seems to peak towards the end of the season. So I think there's something there. And I think they will make some trades. And I think they they have some moves to make. I don't know what they're going to be able to do. Uh, but, yeah, I, I honestly think they're going to be out in the second round this season. I think it's kind of going to be a wash. I'm not – I'm not super high on their ceiling because they have no depth, and I don't. I just don't know what they're going to be able to do, uh, as far and as. And it's not even. It's around. not even depth. Like it's like Spike. You also they don't have enough guys who can just like make plays and be like basketball players. Right. They got depth. some specialists. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying. Even the, even other than those big, the big three, then you got JJ Redick, who's a you know a shooter in a space, but nothing else. Everyone else can do like one thing, and yeah. that's and then a lot of the guys off the bench can't even really 
do much. Like Wilson Chandler's starting, and he's <sighs> the court for Wilson Chandler right now is eating minutes up. You know. By so, the way, I, I, Spec, I need to ask you this. Like for me, Mike Muscala is my new Spencer Hawes. How do you feel about that take? Uh, I, I I guess I just I feel bad for Muscala, and when I watch him, he looks like he can shoot to me. So I will. I don't hate him. Like he Spencer Hawes didn't try. Yeah, uh, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not. On, uh, Andrew Underberger, who writes for us on our podcast once a week, hates Mascala. And I, I'm with him. Um, I, I sort of feel, <laughs> felt bad for Mascala at the start of the year with the racist dad thing. And then he got injured twice. And um, he had a rough start to the year. So I'm, I'm okay with Mascala for now. Yeah. Um, I just... But he's not as. Yeah. Yeah, it's sorry. It's just every time I see him on the court, I just like want to pluck my eyes out with a spoon. I'm like, come on, man! Like, just come back to the bench, please. Yeah, he's not. He's not like good. No, he's not, <laughs> yeah, he's no. not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're a lot of guys. Like that. And you mentioned Redick. Redick is frighteningly important to the Sixers. I would. I think four of their top five three man combos have Redick in them. Um, so that's a scary thing for a 35 year old. Um, you know, jump shooter to be the most important cog in your offense. He's, I would say he's second. He's as, as crazy as it sounds. He's actually the second biggest key to their success offensively to Embiid, which is, um, you know, Whoa. not the place you want to be in. I think when you look at the numbers, that's what the numbers say. Cause he's the really the only true shooter on the entire team. Mm-hmm. So kind of historically yeah. a good shooter like it's hard to it's hard yeah. to keep him down the, the thing is you can really see his age starting to creep up with him this season he's just been really bad on defense at least by yeah. my eye test anyway yeah it looks that way to me too you get on offense him and him and Jimmy Butler both average 18 points a game um yeah. so, so on a lighter note what's what let's looking back on the so far the players who've come through the process like you guys had Jeremy Grant you guys a lot of guys that came through there a lot of them not very good but they were fun uh, what was your favorite process moment, moment in the process? Oh, boy. Um, man, oh, man. You can even just give us a couple if you can't pick one. You can give us a couple that really stand out to you. Uh, so when <laughs> – <laughs> this is so sad. We beat the Lakers. Um, when we, I think we started 0-17 or something, uh, and it was Kobe's last year, and they beat the Lakers at home for their first win. And I think they – they ended up starting the season tied for the worst start ever. But I remember standing in my living room and my wife like taking a picture of me because I was like, like almost in tears. I was so excited that they had won. So that was a great moment. There was a moment too, where I went to a Sixers Cavs game, um, with, uh, um, Oh man, the guy that wrote horror of Akron, uh, Scott Rabb. Uh, he, he wrote a book about LeBron, a really nasty sort of book about LeBron. And he, uh, I went to the game with him, a Sixers-Cavs game, and Love didn't play and LeBron didn't play. Um, and Tony Roten hit a game-winner, a game-winning layup at the end of the game. And that was a, an awesome moment for me. And uh, the other one, I would say, is when, um, when Embiid played for the first time um, against Oklahoma City, that home opener. And his first shot was a three, and the crowd was bananas, um, and he was screaming that Stephen Adams couldn't guard him. Uh, I think there were there were a lot of like fun little moments during the Carl the MVP chance at Carl Landry were awesome. Um, oh yeah, there were a lot of funny moments. Even like uh, uh, even though these players didn't end up being anything, but and this will be the last one. 
that first game of the process with MCW, Evan Turner, Spencer Hawes, blah, blah, blah. And they beat my, they beat the LeBron Heatles uh, in the mm. first game of the year. I was at the was, stadium for that one, or the arena. Yeah, we, we started off 3-0 and that yeah. year. Um, en route to, I think, 22 wins or whatever it ended up as. There were, there were a lot of a lot of funny moments, I thought. Yeah. Let me ask you this. I mean, I think I know the answer, but are you having more fun now that they're good or, or more fun when they were really bad and you could just root for losses? Nah, nah way less fun now. Right? Way less fun. It's just not as fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I mean, I love them fun. winning. Don't get me wrong, but I see, uh, I saw Embiid laugh on the court for the first time in weeks tonight. That, I don't think they're having yeah. as much fun either. It's the weight of expectations, baby. It's not yeah. you're not playing free. You're not surprising anybody. Now you're expected to win, and yeah. and if, even if you win, why did why did you blow that lead? Why did yeah. you win by more? You know, so it's this is what happens, right? Uh, when you go from being not good to good, so it'll be interesting yeah. to see what happens. It's way worse. Happens. It's way worse. It's it's, it's, like, it's 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 not even it's not even close. I mean, it's it's uh, uh, everybody's mad at me all the time. I it's the, the strangest shit ever, <clears throat> and they're like. They're like used to, like I, I think people forget that I, I turned on MCW so hard. I turned on Evan Turner so hard. I turned on Okafor so hard, but nobody got mad about that. Like right. now it's I'm like if I don't say enough compliments about Ben Simmons, then I hate him. It's the, it's so crazy. People are so nuts. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I do miss the process. I'm glad they're winning. They're 27-14. It's great, but I do miss the process a lot. Agreed. So, do you have any know. more time, Spike, or do you need to run? I, I got five more minutes. I got five minutes. James, do you have you any want. more questions uh, for him? Oh, yeah, of course, man. We can always talk okay. ball because, like, like I said, right now the Celtics are up big on Indiana. What, what do you what do you what do you view the Pacers in this hierarchy here? Because we know that somewhere at the top of the East, it's Toronto, some order: Toronto, Boston, Philly, uh, and what's the last team? Uh, what's wrong with me right now? Milwaukee. Uh, yeah, Milwaukee, and then yeah. are the Pacers in that mix to you? Uh, are they just a half step below? Yeah, I, I, they're they're a team that I think could beat us, but couldn't beat the Celtics or the Raptors in a series. Um, they could beat us, like we can't guard because of our lineup construction. Guarding Oladipo will be mm. a nightmare for us, and it does seem like they have a lot of guys too, a lot of just guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I don't think they could get to the finals, but I think, I don't know. It sort of seems like if if the if the playoff seating ended up the right way they could win a rounder or two but um but i guess they'd have to beat milwaukee or they'd have to beat boston or they'd have to beat um toronto to end up in the in the conference final so it seems like they could win a round but their their top end talent i don't think touches milwaukee or or philly or boston or toronto aside from oladipo and from from watching the rest, of, like Golden State, you know the, the 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 mantra was when Steph Curry comes back, we're going to be fine. We see that they're 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 kind of not fine. Um, yeah, some something's gone like not. I don't say something's gone awry, and you know they're still they got four, three All Star type guys, and I think I, I'm not I'm not counting Draymond in that because Draymond's had his his weird struggles this year. But like, do, do you let's be real? It, are the Warriors beatable this year? You know what stinks is that it sort of seems like they are if there was another team that was really good. And it doesn't – what the Warriors are having this year, which I was right about that. I got one thing right. The Warriors <laughs> are having this year, but I, I just 
can't. First of all, I look at the West and I don't see anybody that could beat them four out of seven games. Um, that I would nobody would that I would bet on as 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 great as Houston's been. They're not as good as last year. Um, I I don't think there's any way Denver could. I, you know, there's I don't think the Lakers could. I I can't see anybody in the Western Conference beating them. The only team that I really believe could beat them is Boston. I just <clears throat> Boston has the lineup construction, even when they were the way they played, even you know two years ago, the Isaiah Thomas. Celtics seemed like they matched up particularly well with the Warriors and they just they can switch everything and they're really good defensively and they have a, a guy who can make shots um, down the stretch in in Irving and I think if they were to get it together they really only seem I don't buy Toronto I just don't buy Toronto yeah, they're you. the only team they're, they're the only team that Especially if if Kawhi isn't going to stay there, there's just no way he's going to sell out in the playoffs. Like you need to sell out to win four series. I just think it's impossible. So Boston is the only team that I really think could beat Golden State. I'm just going to say this: I'm really disappointed in you, Spike, because I wanted you to come on here and, <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. and blast the Celtics with me. <laughs> like, but no, there you go, James. You get you got your. Uh, just I was just going to say. Spike. Hey Spike, I love you so much. <laughs> they just every 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 guy except for Kyrie can can switch on four yeah. different positions. I, I it's just it's tough when no, it's you're tough when you're looking at us versus them. I I just um and and the way they defend Ben um I don't know. It's it'll be a, it'll be a tough putt for the Sixers to beat them. Hey man, Spike. Uh, all listeners out there, this is Spike Espion, man. He's a uh, Good guy. Follow him on Twitter at Spike Eskin. Um, anything you want to anything coming down the pipeline that you want the the, the listeners and to, to pay attention to? Nah, just listen to the podcast. You we uh, we have a Sixers podcast. You should listen to it. So, <laughs> right, to Ricky Sanchez. So you yeah, don't want to yeah. talk about like big barker dog beds or anything like that? No, no, no. We <laughs> talk about our sponsors plenty on our own on our own podcast. I'll we it. Hey, we will, yeah. hey, if, hey, if you want to plug them, we don't mind. No, no, no. All good. Okay. All good. All good. You, All good. Can, uh, you can also send me a dog bed. I'd appreciate it. Um, so yeah, uh, at Spike Gaskin, check out uh, uh, what's the what's the Twitter handle for the pod? Uh, at RTRS Podcast. There you go. And then you guys, everybody has Google. You can just Google writes to Ricky Sanchez podcast. It's on Spotify. It's on iTunes. On all the I listen to my Spotify. Please. I'm not gonna lie. James, I, how's your what's How's up? your dog? How's your dog like, doing? Don't, he had a uh, he had an infected nail bed, like he had oh, a damage. That's all it was. Bed. Okay. Yeah. He, well, he's he is old and limping, but they're saying okay. that um, the guy on his meds, antibiotics, and they're saying if this doesn't get under control, they're gonna have to amputate uh, at least a toe. So oh that's, no, yeah, yeah, that's scary at his age too, right? I don't want I'd be terrified to get him put under, and he he yeah. doesn't come back. He'll be fourteen tomorrow. Actually, it's his birthday. So yeah. um, well, I'm uh, I'm not a prayer, but uh, thinking about your dog and I, my wife is pray- over on the couch. Like, seems like she's ready to cry because you just said oh. that too. So, um, so you know, I'm a, a dog guy. So, so thinking about your dog. I appreciate yeah. you. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. all the listeners out there. You guys follow Spike and listen, the podcast is really good. Uh, I, I I used to hate listening to it, right? But after the losses, <laughs> like, oh, let me go listen to Spike. But now I, now it's a it's a daily staple, and I appreciate you, brother. It's uh, literally thank one you. of my favorite podcasts. And thanks, Spike, for your time. It's been awesome. Thanks, guys. I appreciate <laughs> it. Go you man, Spike. <laughs> see you, man. All right, see ya. Um, all right man. All right, so, uh, yeah.
That was really cool, man, because hey, to, to the listeners out there, Spike told us he, he had about 20 minutes, and he ended up going like more than twice as long as that just yes. talking basketball. I appreciate that, man. Very generous. That's very dope. generous. James, you want, to talk, uh, you want to talk about anything else now? Let's, let's I see. mean, we had a couple other things, but what do you what do you think? I think I mean that was a good forty five minutes, yeah, man. Forty five um, minutes. Yeah. Listen, I want to say you know what? Speaking of speaking of the process in Sixers, I want to talk real quick about Nerlens Noel's injuries because I was watching that game last night, uh, and this has nothing to do with anything. But I've been checking the the internet all day to see if he was going to be okay, and it looks like he's going to be fine. I don't know if anybody out there saw that in real time. Did you watch the game last night? The Wolves and the I did. I did, and it was it was it was a horrifying horrifying injury. Like. I mean, I was sitting here, the way his head snapped off the floor like that, I was just like, holy shit, I hope he's okay. Because you've seen guys get carted off the field in the NFL, literally paralyzed. And like, I'm, I'm just thinking he wasn't moving, he was lifeless. And I love New Orleans Noel, even if, you know, he's, he, people have questioned his character, but he's an, he's an amazing basketball player on the defensive end. I, and it's, it's a huge loss for OKC, but more importantly, like for the guy, man, that, that really scared the shit out of me. And it's, it just makes you like think about, you know, there are bigger things than basketball. I'm glad he's going to be okay. He's in the concussion protocol. So, but at I least that's what it. I don't understand. Uh, last, last season, Melo got ejected from a game from a similar play where he drove into a guy and he scored, but he has elbows up and he caught the guy in the chin and he got ejected. They gave him a flagrant. And, and if you watch that play, sure, it wasn't intentional, but it's a reckless play, man. That was like a really reckless play by by Andrew Wiggins. I mean, Wiggins you know, is all limbs, man. He's like, it's that, it doesn't, doesn't excuse it, dude. The, no. the defender's there for a reason, well, the up and the contact was initiated. And the foul was on Noel. <laughs> they, they took free throws after he got injured. It doesn't make any sense. So, Shane's um, been weird this year, anyway. That just seemed like a, I don't know. That seemed like the wrong call. Yeah, it, uh, you know, it's an, if even if you leave it the elbow like that, and you don't do it intentionally. It's still an offensive foul. Like, how is that not an offensive foul? I don't get it. Yeah, so he rocked his head back, uh, and he looked like he was halfway, like halfway unconscious when he got. He was not, in the He face. was knocked out in the air. Yeah, exactly. He, he was knocked out before he hit. The, he was passed out before he hit the ground. Yep, and if, his, if, his arm and came out didn't but see the play, like, uh, Andrew Wiggins just drove him barreling in. Uh, you know. Nerlens Noel was a shot block. He stepped up to challenge the shot, and and Wiggins just caught him flush on the chin with the elbow, and he was he was out like a light before he hit the ground. Yeah, and so, Noel, you know, um, speaking of basketball, like Noel's been a really good, like really great for them coming off the bench this year. He's I think he solidified the defense on the on the second unit. They have the number one defense the last time I checked in the NBA right now. So like, he's gonna he's gonna be missed when you know when he's out. But <clears> it just. It, just, that was scary. It was it was really scary, and like we don't get many moments like that. And I'm happy about it. Uh, the last one I can really yeah. think of was super gruesome. I mean, this wasn't even to that level of gruesome, but you know, Hayward and then Paul George before no. that. But that was a different kind of thing. It wasn't like I no, no. If you're thinking about if, if we're going to talk about one similar to that where the guy ended up being okay, I don't know if you remember when Jalen Brown last year went up. Oh yeah, came down. Uh, like, I think oh. he went for a dunk and. He came on his head and neck and like kind of flipped, yeah. Bent, bent over backwards, and, yeah. But did, well, he was he got up and walked away though, right? No, uh, well, eventually. But at first, he was on the ground and he was passed out because his arms were doing the like the shake. Oh his yeah, arms yeah, yeah, kinda, yeah. Uh, That shit is scary, um, man. You don't realize like they, they, we think it's normal because these guys are getting ten feet off the ground, like their hand is their hand is up ten feet in the air, dunking a basketball routinely. You don't realize how fast and how high in the air these guys you know people die from a two-foot fall like it's Ooh, you know, i don't know if you remember last year um i think patrick pat mccaw with vince carter last year you yeah. remember that yeah 
He went up for he went up for the I guess he went up for the dunk or the putback and, and, and Vince Carter under by accident. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I totally forgot about that. By the way, I wanted to make the point that between me, you, and Spike on this podcast, I think the cumulative age was about 126 years old. <laughs> so it's it's a very old podcast tonight. So if anybody's wondering why um, I'm talking just, about people getting hurt on court. Hey, the Celtics are up 103 to 76 on the uh, Pacers. The Sixers so. are down 88 to 62, and this game's pretty much over in the third quarter. Uh, Boy, that's, that's, that's good eating. Yeah, um, got it. All right, no, it's, it's, we can do some little odds and ends. I don't think we even. I think we have a couple of Twitter questions from our boy, uh, but you know, we'll get we'll get we got time, right? Yeah, we got so time. So check this out. Much time here. We haven't done one in weeks. We we got to get back on a regular schedule here. Every Wednesday from now on. So, um, Anthony Davis, his last 22 games, he's averaging 29 points a game, just a hair below 14 rebounds a game, four assists, two steals, 2.6 blocks, only two turnovers. He's playing 37 minutes a game. He is only a plus 1.7. How is that possible? And their record in those 22 games, I see one, two, three, four, five. Six, seven, eight. They are eight and fourteen in those games. That's, that's now you'd say you'd say he needs help, right? You think he needs help because they're eight and yeah, eight and fourteen. Guess what? Drew Holiday in that same time period is averaging almost right less than a little bit less than twenty-two points, a little less than eight assists, two steals, five rebounds. That's Drew Holiday mm-hmm. in the same time period. Julius He's shooting Randall. thirty. Now you think that sounds like that's, that's awesome, right? Julius Randle, twenty-one point seven points, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. ten rebounds, three assists. He's shooting fifty-three percent from the floor, and he's shooting thirty-six percent from three in the same time period. You got three guys combining to average about ninety points a game, and in that time frame, they are eight and fourteen. So, what is going on, James? What is going on with the New Orleans Pelicans? Is it coaching? Is it the and- fact that they have? Really high, again, like the Sixers, their their top end talent is there, but there is that no rest is of the exactly team. why I bring that. I bring that up because this is like the worst version of the Sixers, where you got two guys who play similar positions. Uh, in this case, is Anthony Davis, you know, and and Julius and, and Julius Randle in Philly. Of course, it's Ben Simmons and and, uh, and Jimmy Butler. They don't play the same. They you know they're both playing on the perimeter. You got three really 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 good guys, really good players, and then. You have a bunch, of, and this is what would happen, I think, if Jimmy, if not Jimmy, if JJ Reddick goes down, mm-hmm. right? Because JJ Reddick, I think, is the. Con- well, he's out last night and tonight, so with back spasm. So, are you still there? Restart the recording here since the internet cut out. What were you saying? It doesn't even matter. We should wrap this up. Um, I was just saying. Uh, I don't know. Oh, oh! I was saying that the Sixers are a JJ Redick injury away from being the the East Coast Pelicans, where they have a super dynamic superstar in Embiid. They have two really good second level uh, stars, all star type kind of players, and nothing else. And they they'll lose a lot. Yep. Um, are the are the Celtics going to overtake the Sixers in the standings now after tonight? Um, you know what's funny? After the, the the slow start for Boston, I stopped watching the standings as much because mm-hmm. I know I saw we were stuck in forever. But, but uh, you know, it's 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 probably going to come here soon. I think they're going to overcome. 
Yeah, probably. I, I think- uh, Gordon Hayward is actually trying to play like the old Gordon Hayward too. So. Yeah, I told you. I, don't worry, man. He's gonna get back to it. He might be in trouble. I, I keep I keep saying like the 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 this, Boston's gonna come around. The Sixers, on the other hand, they need a lot of help. They're 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 not gelling. They're kind of a mess. And Butler, while he's fun to watch, and I'm a little worried about his uh, curtailing or his career starting to wind down. Um, I would fucking trade him in a second. It's gonna man. happen. Yeah, it's going to happen. That last year, like, like Spike said, last five years, like that last couple of years of the contract is going to be an albatross. So I don't know, man. I, I would, I wouldn't, I would trade him at the trade deadline. I'm just saying, somebody will give you something for him. Anyway, uh, let's, let's. The only thing, only thing we have left to do. Can you hear me? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, we do have a bad connection. I think right now. All right. Um, I wanted to take questions from my homeboy. Go ahead. Oh, from Tim. Yep. All right, Timothy Booker Butcher. Damn it, I do it every time. Sorry, Tim. Where do the where do the following players end up this offseason? Kawhi, KD, Kyrie, Jimmy Butler, Clay, and Demarcus. Oh, uh, come on, come on, go one by one, one by one. All right, Kawhi, where's he? End um, up? so what do you think, Kawhi? Kawhi? I think he's gonna be a Clipper. Yeah, I think he's gonna Clipper. be a Clipper. I, I'm kind of I'm 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 into the idea of him being a Clipper. We have to move quickly, so let's go on to the next one. What? Well, give me a yeah, reason. You, I just don't see him wanting to stay. We all know he hates the cold, and I just don't see him wanting to stay in Toronto. It's just, I just don't think it's where he wants to be. I think if they go to the finals, there's a chance. Yeah. I don't I think, think they go to the finals, there's a chance. Well, I don't think so either, but, but I, I think he doesn't want to be. And I, just, I think he gets to actually have his own team the way he would want in Clipperland. So. All right. KD, where do you think KD goes? Are you there? Oh, uh, New York. I doubt he goes to New York. I think he's. Uh, you lost me again, probably. Yeah. yeah. God, this connection sucks. I don't know what's going Ooh. on with the internet. Fuck. Ooh. Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? No. Are you? Can you can hear me? God. At least we got yeah. to Spike's interview before we fucking had internet problems. Hey, you know what? How about this? Why don't you just go ahead and record a, a wrap up? No, we're going. We're recording. Just give me a quick. KD, where's he going? Um, For fun, I want want to say new york i just don't know if that's really going to happen uh i think he stays in golden state and they trade dre okay okay next one jimmy butler uh jimmy butler is going to los angeles lakers oh my god that's weird i don't think jimmy butler is going to los angeles lakers i think butler is going to ah oh, god i i i think he's going to stay on the sixers i think he's gonna be with the sixers for the next five years clay thompson Clay stays a warrior also. Yeah, I think he stays a warrior. Demarcus? That's a, I think, he, you know what? Let's say Demarcus ends up in New York. Ooh, New York. Ooh, New York. Actually, what? I hadn't even thought about that. New York might not be bad for Demarcus Cousins. Put him with Porzingis. You got Kevin Knox there. You got some young talent. That might be interesting, man. I hadn't thought about New York. And then New York can really start to, like, Get good. Well, I, he doesn't fit their timeline, but I think it might be okay. Yeah, just go for Kobe. Maybe he gets he gets a, a huge one year like Max just to show prove for a whole season what he can do, and then he might sign somewhere else. Or for fun, let's say like what if him and Kawhi go to like Demarcus and Kawhi go to the Clippers. That's not going to happen, but sure. Let's for fun. Let's say that. All right, one more. Dave Silver asks: One, would you do the Jimmy Butler trade again? Uh, 
God, that's such a loaded question. I have to say yes, even though I really miss Rocco and I kind of miss Dario. Um, yeah, you got to do it. Two, what players would you like? What, what would you do? Yeah or nay? Butler trade again. Um, as a, I mean, fra, sure. Why not? I mean, you would think that they would have been a little more patient with the with the process, but why not? They're, I think they were having a little skid right when they made the trade for him. They yeah. weren't playing great. Yeah. yeah, sure. Why not? All right. Two. What would what players would you like the Sixers to target this offseason? Assuming Jimmy Butler comes back and they have twenty million dollars in cap space. By the way, we're just reading these now, so I haven't had any time to think about this. I would like them to target a wing and a backup big man. So. Oh, uh, God, I have no idea. I'd have to look at it. But there, there you go. I can't give you any specific players, but that's who would be on my wish list. Um, how much How much money how much, are they going to have any cap space? Yeah, if they sign Jimmy Butler, they still have about, I think this is how it works. They can still have about $20 million in cap space, so they can sign some more guys. So Ooh, not, how about Nerlens Noel? I would take Nerlens Noel back in a heartbeat. Oh, my God. I've been wanting Noel back. Um yeah, that would be awesome. But is, did he only sign a one-year deal in Oklahoma City? I thought it was a two. Uh, I thought the second year was unguaranteed, though, so I don't know. Whatever. Maybe, maybe. How about this? Last one from from Timothy Butcher. What would your last Ooh, hold be? On, hold on, hold on. If you want a big man, then you you should target uh, target your boy, Dwayne Dedman. Oh, I would welcome Dwayne Dedman back, too. Process Sixer. I was sad when they let him go the first time. I still, I would, you know what? Yeah, he'd be a nice backup. Honestly, I would still like to be able to have, I would like to to see the Sixers somehow swing a trade for Bradley Beal. Give up Butler, somehow get Bradley Beal. I don't care what else you got to do. Get him in there. He would work perfectly with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. There wouldn't be these fit issues, and he could just cook. I think Clay Thompson is who you guys really want. Oh, yeah, God. I've wanted Clay Clay Thompson for like three years, but he's not leaving. He's not leaving. Uh, Golden State, man. Um, anyway, Timothy uh, Butchers, last question. What would you? What would your last meal be if you were eating your last meal tomorrow? What would it be? Um, like two rib, two medium rare ribeye steaks, just because it's my last meal, so I'm gonna stuff myself. Um, a nice loaded baked potato, mm-hmm. and some, uh, oh, you know what's my last meal? Also, give me like four sushi rolls too. Oh, nice, nice. I like it. Follow me on Twitter. I'm at Snidey. Dripping. He's at Joe Borelli. Uh, and then we also have the Dunk Tales pod account. And yeah. So we are no longer on the uh, that shitty <laughs> that, that shitty network we were on. We've left the network. The Superflight and the Dunk Tales are now all our own. So you guys can follow us. You can go to the website where James will be putting up writing on occasion and where we will be posting all the episodes. And you can follow, you can find all of the episodes everywhere you listen to podcasts. For real now. You can find them on iHeartRadio. You can find them on Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, all that shit. Um, and go to dunktailspodcast.wordpress.com. We might splurge for the. Actually, you can also hit us up on our Patreon site. And you can donate to us on Anchor if you want. And maybe we'll actually buy a domain name that actually is just the dunktailspodcast.com. So, that's it. That's it. That's it. All right, James. It started out hot, ended ended a little weird, but I still love you. Yeah, I appreciate you got enough. That you can cut and paste and chop a little bit there at the end, right? I'm not cutting shit. It'll be funny. And you're gone again. <laughs> All right, I'll talk to you later.
All right, brother. All right. Peace. Peace.